think nobody care, man. <laughs> yeah, you mean, I mean, I ain't trying to... Yeah, because look, with this Obama thing, you know, I was the first black president, but I know me and my, my, my people, we walked around, we walked around, we screamed Obama, fuck, first black president, whatever, yeah. I'm riding, let's yeah. roll, let's go. Right, right. But damn, I, damn, I got that, the read, they say you're going to either be rich or you're going to be poor. Yeah. That's real, I, I got to have to pay more money for taxes, they say that's how the Obamacare works. I say, damn, Obama, what we doing? Yeah. But I'm still yeah. with it. I'll, I'll keep them in there, yeah. straight up, because I'm riding. Of course, of course, of course. Hey, yo, 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 what's happening, man? We bite. 
back in the building, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Untitled Podcast. I am your host, Boob. You already know the fucking vibes, man. It's a special episode, man. I got my guy with me, my dog, man. Had to pull one off the bench real quick. Needed some buckets real quick. Said to call my guy, man. Locke, what's happening? Six man of the year for sure, for sure. Locke, what's happening? What's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm low key nervous. Man. Don't play with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I ain't never seen you nervous. This is a new territory. I'm a little shook, yeah. I ain't never seen you nervous. I'm a shook. Hey, man. So, uh, Locke, one of my guys, man. Um, you know, one of the people I kind of go to. You know, when, when I need advice on shit, when I need an opinion on shit, a lot one of them ones is going to tell me when I'm right. He's going to damn sure tell me when I'm wrong. You feel me? So it's always that love and respect there, man. So me and Lot have uh, some real dope conversations. Hopefully uh, in this episode, we'll kind of kind of get that out for y'all a little bit without getting ourselves in trouble. Because um, some of the shit we talk about probably shouldn't be on there, you feel me? You don't need to be online. Don't <laughs> yeah, hold nah. me accountable for nothing. Yeah, some of that shit we got to keep cool. I ain't going to hold you. We're going to piss some folk off with that one. So so we're going to keep it like that, man. So a lot been going on, man. A lot been going on. This is going to be a bonus episode. Just give y'all a rundown. I'm still thinking about how we're going to package this. Um, for those who messy as hell, nah, my guy Squad is here and will be on the pie. My, this is our pie. It ain't my pie. It's our pie. You know what I'm saying? But my guy got a few things he's dealing with. I want to make sure we got content out to y'all. So that's going to be what it's going to be. So uh, we're going to start at the top, man. It's one thing we connect on, man, sports. Um, we talked about this on the last pod, but I'm going to get your opinion on it too, man. Um, KG had a quote uh, just talking about the guys from this era versus the guys from his era. And he was saying the guys from his era wouldn't stand a chance in today's league. Just – from the skill level of these, I mean, you got these kids coming in 19 years old. As far as saucy. just like pure skills, not yeah. the aggression, the talent. None of yeah, just pure, uh, pure I, hooping ability, pure bucket, just scores. Going off of what we're seeing, man, uh, I, I want to agree. Like, who am I to tell KG he wrong? But what? just, just going off of what you watch on the screen, there's you can't name me three people that could guard Steph Curry. That that was in the league ten years ago. That's you can name me three people that could guard Damian Lillard ten years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it just you could just look at the the point guard position. It's the way they playing. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's insane. And you can see the birth of it. I think Gil Zero was kind of the the, yeah. the the birth of that style point. He got a lot of babies. Opinion. He got like, a lot of babies in yeah, the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously you go to. You know, Muhammad Abdul, I mean, you got, you know, they kind of go back to that, you know, Chris Jackson. Yeah. You know. Um, it ain't too many more Raj Stricklands out here. Nah, like, nah, nah, nah. Ain't too many. You, and in down show, ain't too many John Stockton. That's right a now. fact. That's over with. It's, it's not even no more Steve Nash's if you want to nah, be chasing kids. None of them. None. None. Like, see, I think, being honest, like, them jokers will get abused right now. That's a fact. Damian Lillard will have his way with Steve Nash and Jason 48 Kidd. minutes? It, they wouldn't know Tough. what to do with themselves. Tough. Somebody oh. else will have to guard him. And then, who did Steve Nash have as his two guard? Was that Barbosa? No, Barbosa came off the bench. Barbosa off the bench. It was, uh, it was ISO. ISO Joe. Cooking that nigga. He ain't playing no defense. Nah, he ain't guarding nobody. Come on, man. And that's the thing. is today is like, and that's the part, like, when you get talking to Moheads, it's like, they talk about how aggressive it was and all that. I'm like, man, nigga, that's wrestling. Yeah, that's I was about basketball. to say, you seen that uh that shit online where them niggas was wrestling, playing basketball? I missed it. Son, I, I seen that shit on... um. Uh, I'm old, so I'm still on Facebook and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, them jokers was, it was basically, it's like wrestling and, and basketball combined. Like, the ball tipped up and it was running and it was 
body slamming each other and shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. niggas was like, niggas in the 80s think this is how we should play. You know what Isaiah I Isaiah Thomas said this. You feel me? Like, that's how they guarded us. Oh, facts. Well, I'm going to put him in the fucking stands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put my fucking nuts on your phone. Get you cooked. You feel me? Like, you can't, like, when you get a guy like Steph, who even if you can check me, I'll just keep backing up until we have court. And I can still pull from here. It's ugly. You can't do yeah. nothing with that. I mean, I've always said, you know, look at uh, uh, Bob Cousy. Or even when we get to uh, the, the latter years, man, I'm not convinced that Magic Johnson could stay in front of some of these niggas, man. Magic Johnson even couldn't it, stay in even, front of niggas back then. He couldn't stay in front that, of Isaiah. He was a liability. He couldn't stay in front of Isaiah. Yeah. He, he couldn't stay in front of nobody back then. And even if they couldn't guard Magic, we trading two for threes because Magic well, couldn't fucking shoot. Them niggas could guard Magic. Now niggas is like 6'5 playing the one now. Come on. It's, it's, it's you know normal. what I'm saying? LaMelo 6'7. Like, Love Melo, man. Hey, I'm I'm going I'm to admit Mello. it. I'm gonna admit, I thought he was gonna be a blow. Yeah, that boy is hooping. As a little brother, hey, I'll rock with him. That boy is. That boy is a hooper. Every little brother, every little sister, I'm rocking. I'm like rocking. you know, you you know how some people they they stat monsters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I sat down and watched them. LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> no, we not doing that. We not doing that. But I thought he was a, just a stat monster. The boy can play. Like he. The way he penetrate and control, he controls the entire offense for the Hornets. Like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be a playoff team. Well, see, it's a thing, man. Is um, and and I'll stand, I'll I'll debate anybody on that. And it's a thing, man. We are the youngest. I know me growing up, like growing up under a bunch of athletes. You learn the game so much differently than they quicker. probably did. You learn it quicker. You got quicker. a shorter learning curve. Yes, because because mm-hmm. you're seeing them and they're teaching you nuances. Like, mm-hmm. man, don't do that. Do this. Why? And they tell you. Or they ask you why I told you that. And you're figuring it out. I mean, I remember as a young boy learning how to come off of screens mm-hmm. just because they was too big and too fast, too strong for me to get open any other way. It's 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 the difference because you're you're at the bottom of the tonal pole mm-hmm. and you're competing with people that are playing people better than them. Right. So you know what I'm saying? Like when you're eight, nineteen years old, you just starting to get into, you know, your sports life. You got fourteen, fifteen year old brothers and cousins and stuff like that, they are already beating up on you. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back to regular practice, now you the man, cause I'm, and I'm playing 15-year-olds. Y'all yeah. niggas ain't nothing to me. So it's, just, it's the same thing for him. And his brother was the, was the best point guard in the country like five years ago. Yeah. And he was giving his brother the business when he was like my height. Yeah. I'm 5'8". And, you, and you, was on like, the, you, you was on the same team with your brother. And niggas talk shit about uh, Jello, but Jello was nice. Jello may not be league nice, but Jello was nice. He Jello went overseas and gave him winning, what, 70? If he would have stayed at UCLA, he would have been legit. Oh, that's a fact. He would have been legit. That's a fact, but Jello went to an overseas league at 20 years old and gave him nigga 70 in the game. And was grown-ass men, too. Grown-ass men. So, don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, hate, I hate when niggas that, like, okay, I played in high school. I played a little bit in college. I hate when niggas that ain't never did, competed on any kind of level like that. Say niggas suck. It's like cause you couldn't you couldn't do nothing. I don't think you in comparison to these niggas. I don't think niggas understand how the nice these niggas of is. an NBA nigga is. E- even a nigga in front of e- even a, a nigga not even any college a level. JUCO yeah, nigga I was about to say any college can be level. A bucket. I watched JUCO niggas walk into gyms and dominate. It's it's it's, it's D three NAI niggas giving D one niggas hell. Nigga, how many hell. niggas out Savannah who never played college ball a day in their life? Hell. 
But, yeah, walk into the wild right now and get niggas thirsty. You can't see, do that's, shit with that's, them. That's that's a thing that I got. That's a problem I got with Savannah mm-hmm. because it it's when we was in school. Yeah, I I think a lot of niggas missed out on oh, uh, yeah. on making it because even when I was in school, uh, we had Evan. Okay, but so many niggas slept on Tony. And Tony was like his backcourt mate. He was right. younger yeah. than him. Yeah, that's thing in the city, man. You get a lot of that. I know for sure at, at Groves, man, it was teams. Groves would always start eight and one, you know what I mean? Ten and two, whatever. And by the time the college tournament hit, the whole damn JV playing varsity. Because mm-hmm. all them boys got put off. I mean, Weenie, Shaw. I mean, Groves had niggas that was nice, but never saw the court. For a full season. The one year, I can say the one year that Groves had a full team that uh, played from uh, October to March, Elite Eight. Should have been Final Four. Lost on the buzzer beat. That was that? was part of my style, my sophomore year of college. So that was 2010. So, yeah, them boy went Elite Eight and lost on the bu- I mean, nigga put up from half court, hit a three, sent them boys home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At Fort Valley. So, I think it was Fort Valley. So, yeah, man. So, to kind of segue a little bit into the the whole little brother, little sister talk, man. Serena broke my heart, man. My, my baby got packed up and sent home, man. Is it's that over time? For you think it's so? that time? No, as far as it's not over, but it's that time. Cause how old was we when Serena started with the bees? Nine. I yeah, was I was about to say we had to be like ten. I was a kid. We was babies. Yeah, like nigga, we thirty. And Serena, we grown forty, men. damn near. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's. It's time to usher and and oh girl is like number one in the world, ain't it? Yeah, Naomi, yeah. Come and on, I rock with Naomi. I like Naomi. And I always say, man, like two things. One with Serena, if you're gonna lose, that's who I'm gonna lose to. Like yeah, all yeah. the rest of you bitches don't, ain't. Don't lose me. to that one girl that nah. don't acknowledge her and, and shit. And that's number two. Mm-hmm. If I the moment I lose to a bum is when I retire, cause I'm be at that press conference saying, "Hey y'all, I'm done." Cause if that sorry motherfucker beat me, yep. I gotta be. I trouble. gotta be terrible. I gotta be done. Yeah. So I'm retired. It's over. That's with. what Iverson she, said. She, yeah, that's like what she, Iverson yeah. said. I play like shit. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I always expect the dogs to tell you that. Kobe mm-hmm. used to say that. Oh, if I can't rest in peace to the bean. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to bean off top. Um, but yeah, if I can't give you. 25 a night, nigga. I'm off. It's over. Y'all never gonna see me. <laughs> you never gonna see me in a Wizards jersey like Mike. <laughs> Ever, nigga. I'm going out either busting that ass. I'm gonna give you 60 on the way out. Okay. I got a question for okay. you, though. And this is like, I know you're an LA fan. Yeah. But I, I know my answer personally. Yeah. But if you need a two guard for your squad, Kobe. Yeah, I'm picking Kobe over Jordan, Kobe, son. Kobe. Give me Kobe. I'm picking because Kobe it, over it Jordan. it goes to kind of what we talked about earlier. Players just get better. So, yeah, Mike is Mike, but Kobe was the better version of Mike. And it's not yeah. a knock on Mike. It's that Kobe got Mike's game and built on it. Yeah, it's a natural say, progression. Kobe, Kobe was uh, more skilled than Jordan was. Jordan was just naturally good. And no knock on the 90s and shit like that, but... I want to say the era where Kobe was in was probably one of the best eras in history for two guards. Oh, it's a fact. You know what I'm saying? It's because he had to go up against, well, not even just two guards, wing players. Yeah. T-Mac, Grant Hill. You know what I'm saying? It Even the ones that we forget about. I it mean, was rough. Steve Francis. You know, the ones people think Stephon about. Stephon Marbury, Steph, Vince. Vince, Allen yeah. Houston, Cheryl Sprewell. Oh, man. I mean, you talk about this on Iverson. Every, like, Eddie, I don't, Eddie how Jones. We forget. 
Da- I mean, out now, Dan Barley's a little. Yeah, every uh, every yeah. every night you had to go somebody at yeah, the two guard, at Richmond, the wing spot. You had Mitch Richmond's, Glenn Rice, um, Pages. And he was giving everybody everything they the asked blues. for. Everything they asked the for. The blues. If you I mean, wanted it, you got board. that shit. Cross Manu Ginobili, he could have got it too. Yeah, All I mean, you niggas. Yeah, Joe Johnson. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, it didn't matter. Across the board. I mean, even smaller guard like Jason Terry. I mean, yep. buckets in Atlanta. And, and every buckets. year, Kobe was a starting starting guard in the All-Star Not game. Not a question. Not a question. Stop I think it. that people get it confused with Kobe. One, obviously, because you look at the stats. And you think about LeBron, and I always say they walked it in two different situations. The first thing being that LeBron walked onto a team that said, "Here, yeah, here you go, take the ball, go off, twenty-five a night off top, because you don't, you got a green light from day one." Kobe walked onto a team full of vets with a coach that had been around who wasn't going to just give the ball to a rookie. Yep, I think I had to earn that shit. He was on the bench the first year and a half, I think. Well, for the first year, he didn't, he didn't really get ticked to the end of his rookie year. Then you go into the Utah series, yeah, in that semifinal, and that's when you really start getting ticked. The air ball game that was his rookie yeah, year. Niggas, niggas game. forget that, yep, but that's a rookie game. year playing against John Stockton and Carl Malone, who gave who took Mike to six games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is that Kobe seeing them, and you got Shaq with you, but Shaq ain't never won shit for Kobe. And not a knock on Shaq, just being real. Like that's he took true. them together. He never won shit. He got to went, finals. Went, went to Houston, got his ass busted. Yes, in four. <laughs> gave him a broom on the way out. You know, cleaned him right up. Lajuan gave so, that nigga everything he wanted. Right. So, um, you know that. So I blame Penny for that shit, but Penny, that's another. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's a lot I blame Penny for that series. I blame for that man. But I, it is one. They're babies, man. To me, that team was OKC against the Heat that year. Bron's first ring. Yeah, my thing with Bron and them, and you know the Heat, been my team. Yeah. Since forever, my thing with Bron and them that year, they should have swept them little niggas. Oh, for sure. They should have swept them little niggas. It shouldn't even been a question. And shit, they should have beat um, they should have beat the Mavericks. Dallas. If goddamn, they all that nigga needed to do was average like twenty two points. Couldn't do it. Was that's awful. all he needed? Was awful. Was all he needed. And my thing was I that nigga was averaging like point three points. Going into the fourth, I mean not point three point zero points in, yeah, the, in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter, and who like, he had? And he had Jason Kidd guarding him. Kidd and Terry, yeah, Jason Kidd and Jay- Josh Howard, nigga. And they was getting nigga issues. Couldn't do nothing with him. And Wade was over there giving them niggas thirties. Like nigga, I'm doing everything. You can't give me nothing. And it was Chris Bosh eyes was so big. He ain't was, know what to do. Dirk was, was giving that nigga <laughs> everything. And it was funny because people wanted to crown Brian so quick, and that was my knock early. Was how quickly he was given the crown, and obviously as a Kobe fan, I'm like, nigga ain't, nigga ain't earned nothing. Yeah, I watched Kobe yeah. win three by the time he was 23, and niggas tell me that ain't shit because he had Shaq. Then what? I watched Kobe put up 35 a game and lose MVP to Steve Nash. I, yeah, I hate when niggas uh say that uh Shaq carried Kobe, bro. Kobe was averaging like 31. Right. Like that's at twenty one years yeah, old. Nigga, that, you're not years you're old. not carrying me. I'm averaging thirty one. And yeah. not only was that was he and I'm guarding the best player. And he's guarding the best player. And not only that, he has a harder matchup every finals. Who's who's guarding Shaq in the three finals? Rick Smiths. Rick Smiths. I'll give you Mutombo. Mutombo, Mutombo was old as shit then though. Was 
that's one thing niggas don't niggas don't remember about that. That everybody still loves though, saying, but it's still though. Matumbo was like two hundred and thirty pounds. Probably yeah. I mean it was a better soaking match, wet. Though. That goddamn Nets team, oh, they ain't no. had nobody. Kenyon Martin was guarding that nigga sometimes. Yeah, yeah it was. It Kenyon Martin was like six nine. No. Abuse. No, so yeah, so I mean, so you but look who Cole had each one. Richard Jefferson with the Nets. Young Richard Jefferson. He had to check Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose with the, the Reggie. Audit. We're Re- yeah, Jalen. Damn, Reggie. I forgot about Jalen Rose when I was talking about Kobe. That was that. That was that Jalen too. Yeah, that's when he was nice. He was he the one. Po- he was basically a point guard. Yeah, and six, six, eight, six, seven. Crazy. Jalen was a problem. Niggas, yeah, niggas don't know. They slept on that nigga, bro. He's a beast. Five, five. Yeah, he was the guard. He was Man, the one. look, I don't want. Look, look. I'm telling you now. Chris Webber got all the shine, but Jalen Rose was the player. Jalen Rose was a player. So that was my, my, that's always been my thing. You know, obviously as a Lakers fan, you know, and I've been a Lakers fan from, you know, the time I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the, the transitions. I saw the first three P. I I saw us fall off. I saw us lose, uh, you know what I mean, to the Pistons and be like, all right, this shit over with. Yeah. And the ship shack off. And then we bring in uh, I mean, uh, Lamar Odom and Brian Grant and all these niggas. And like, oh, we going to be all right and we get our ass bust. You know, then I'm there. I remember calling niggas when we got in the saw. I said, "Boy, we about to win the championship." Yeah, lost lost, lost to Boston. wasn't ready yet. That's the because Bynum wasn't ready yet. Yeah, Bynum. Mm-hmm. Not once he once once that Sasha nigga nuts drop. Once that nigga nuts drop. None of them niggas was ready. Sasha yeah. wasn't ready. Jordan Farmer wasn't ready. KG was um, abusing Gasol. Then you put a group of niggas who were so hungry for a ring. you put stars. Yeah, that was so hungry for a ring that it that that year was the year. You weren't beating them niggas. But Not, as, as far as that Boston team goes, though, like, I don't. They underachieved. Yeah, I was just about to say it's that. It's Doc's fault. They, they, you know how I feel about they, they won, but they should have won more. Even you, So you telling me. They should have three-peated. Yeah, so I was about to say. So you telling me the reason y'all didn't win a championship, y'all didn't win uh, another championship is because of Kendrick Perkins? Right. Like, that's the excuse that they niggas give. Niggas love that. It's Perk. That's the we excuse. had Perk, we would have won. Perk. Nigga averaging six and four. That that was it. Stop it. That was the piece. Yes, nigga. Come on, man. And y'all replaced That's, Perk with she. And she was hooping. Like y'all replaced I, so Perk with she. They had they 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 starting unit without Perk was Rajon Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG, and Rasheed Wallace. Right. And that's not enough to win one more game. Come on, man. And see, niggas act like they had to go through the they whole They had Glenn thing. Davis coming off the bench. They had Nate Robinson coming off the bench. Tony Allen, I believe. Come on. Was, was on Posey bench. still on that team? It was either Posey or Tony Allen. One of the two. Either either, either fucking way. Either way. Either way, you still got to lock down the so defender. So then I asked niggas to name the Lakers bench. Who was on the Lakers bench that year? Was it? The year we beat them? Yeah. Uh, Brown. Shannon, Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown. Uh, uh, was off that bench. Vooch y'all had Vooch? Yeah. Um, Lo was on came off the bench that year. He won yeah. six man of the year. Yeah. Uh, who was y'all backup big man? That's the sad. I don't even remember. Really wasn't one. Yeah, I don't even it remember. It was really Lo. Yeah, the because they moved. They moved. Uh, yeah, they moved Powell down. Yeah, I mean, we really gonna say one. I say DJ Benga, but I, that's who it was. Yeah, Mabenga. Yeah, fucking Mabenga. But, but I mean, but, yeah. So I just say, so I mean, so like looking at it, you know how I feel about Doc. To me, Doc, one of the worst coaches in, in the league. No one's pissed away more talent than Doc Rivers. No one's born, blown more 3-1 leagues than Doc Rivers. And this, you can name an all Doc Rivers like team, and it's nuts. You talking to Chris Paul, Ray Allen, 
Paul Pierce, Blake Griffin, Kevin Garnett as your five with niggas like Rondo and, and goddamn um, DeAndre Jordan coming off your bench and Jamal Crawford and Tracy McGrady. And you got all these niggas on your roster and Grant Hill. Like, these niggas, you got, you went up 3 1 and let that shit walk down. Doc deserves blame on oh. that one. A lot of but it. Doc still fit. A lot of that, a yeah, lot of that, that was Tracy's fault, though. A lot of it was Mac. Mac, Mac and, and this was, he and this is when we was round, and this was when Mac hopped in the media and said, it feel good to finally get out the first round. Mm-hmm. Series went over, they walked it back. He nut up. He nut up. Also, and that was and that was back when niggas was saying, Is it either, is it Tracy or Kobe? Yeah. Like I, I remember at one point I used to think Tracy McGrady was better than Kobe. I ain't at, gonna lie. At one point he was. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it was he, at one point if you swap sides and put Mac with the Lakers and put Kobe with the Mac. You wouldn't miss much. You wouldn't much change. And to be honest, that Lakers team might have been just a tad bit better how focused and driven Cole was. It wasn't conducive for a team. Cole had to learn that and get out of there. That's that. why them niggas was losing after Shaq yeah, left. He Cole, had to learn how to do Cole that. Cole was a dog. Yeah. Cole, Cole, all, all he knew was attack. Cole was the all reason that why knew. if you watch a nigga that used to hoop and was nice and you see how hard he would be like on his son or if he mm-hmm. coaches his team because he can't understand – it's like Mike with the Wizards. Like, I can't understand, like, why can't y'all niggas understand this shit? This shit is simple. No nigga for you, but you the best to ever do it. Yeah, that's why they say uh, those that uh, can do can't teach. That's a fact. And it's because they, they don't understand the plight of somebody that doesn't just have either the natural ability or the the drive that you have. Right. It's, it, you can't it's, understand how a nigga doesn't want to wake up at 5 in the morning to go Put up a thousand shots, like yeah, nigga, you want to be great, right? Ten thousand hours. This is what it take. 10, Niggas hours. really don't want that. That's that goes on to just uh, men shit in general. A lot of niggas say they want some shit, right? Until they find out what it take. And to keep it a buck, everybody like like you said, like everybody say they want some shit, but it's not in you. Yeah, you're not. Like, built everybody's for that shit. not meant to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Everybody's meant to be happy, right? Like, you should all find your happiness, but your happiness should be realistic and find within what you're capable of. Right. Like, you're trying to find happiness in some shit that you just aren't capable of doing. You're not capable of being that successful that you're generating millions of dollars for your talents. But maybe you're you're good enough to make 70K a year. Your wife, you make, you know, 60 or whatever. Y'all live a comfortable life. And that's okay, too. It's not wrong with that, but you chasing this big, this big lifestyle. If you see it on TV, but the niggas with it on TV have the talent that you don't have. You you want to know uh, something like everybody, uh, every man that I know that strives for a minimum of like a hundred thousand dollars. They think that'll put them where they right. need to be, right? Always and, more. And uh, but the thing is, you you want more, but in all actuality, as far as black men, it's only like 8% of black men make six figures or more. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, so what are these 8% of niggas doing that the other 92% ain't doing? It's It's got to be something because, and then there's a lot, I'm, I'm rambling right now, but there's, yeah, you can there's a, there's a front aspect that comes along with that too, right? Because there's the niggas that really have a hundred thousand dollars a year, and then there's cats that they making like sixty, and then they just buying shit that they really can't afford, right? 
making it look like they got a hundred hundred thousand. The niggas with a hundred thousand just work. They figuring that shit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and again, it's, they you know, they it's a, they it's, don't understand that it takes. It's a certain mental capacity yeah. you got because you don't just some jobs would just pay you that, but a lot of times to keep generate generating this income, it's a certain creativity you got to have. You got to see something and see dollars in it. And if you don't have that, now you're the type of person who's sitting around waiting for a job to pay you that. And that will takes you 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, just that statement alone is going to go over a lot of people's heads. Like, a lot of men don't grasp that. They'll just say, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep working here. I get a raise every year. And this little 5% Eventually, it's gonna turn into that. Well, yeah, you Nigga gonna also be forty-seven be before you start making goddamn yeah, exactly. thousand dollars. Yeah, so and it's nothing wrong with that. If it takes you to forty-seven, cool. If that's what you, if that's your, yeah, if that's if your that's mission, you, and that's what you're capable of. Yeah. But if you're the type of motherfucker, and the thing is, I always say, I mean, we talked about this before. Um, it's a certain type of man, and let me not limit it to men, personally, because women are the same way. That you realize that, literally. The more money you make, the more money you're going to want. It's literally like what more money, more problems really meant. It didn't mean that I make more money and I just have all these issues. Because yeah. for the most part, because shit, Drake said, you know, they say more money, more problems. My nigga don't believe it. You know me. I, mean? I got some taxes I'm still evading, but I spent $30 million on, <laughs> on a yeah. vacation. I feel amazing. 30000 or whatever, I feel amazing. Like, so it's not that. It's just the fact that, okay, cool. I made mm-hmm. my first hundred. Mm-hmm. I made my first two fifty. Got my first five. Got my first mill. Now I want two. It's now I want three. Because if you're the type to, that can get that and you can generate that, mm-hmm. you're also the type that oh shit, if I made a mill, shit, I can make five. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna bring it back from not even uh, a millionaire perspective. Uh, you know me. I work at the hall. This is my first time um, seeing. Uh, after a month, after taxes, I I've made ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars just just from working, not right. you know what I'm saying, wholesaling a house or anything like that. Yeah. This is from working, yeah. and the only thing I can think about is going back to work mm-hmm. and putting it into something else that can make me some more money. I, I it has consumed my life right. trying to make more money now. Right. That that is what money does to people that work for it. I think that's the difference between uh, blue collar and white collar people. Right. Be people that work for their money and people who have like salaries. Right. And we or money, just in, come entertainment industry thing like that. Yeah, mo- and money that kind of works for them too. True. You know, exactly. and money that's not you know because it's like you say you 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 you're always going to reach a certain point. And I don't know anybody who's made uh, I don't know a hundred thousand dollars and didn't want one fifty. Yeah, like that's a fact. It's a certain because you see it and you you see that showing that check, you see what them checks look like. Yeah, you you, you start to more. see an account doing backflips. Right, it's like I really have all this money now. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's crazy. crazy, especially yeah. coming from a certain place. Yeah, it's, it's like, like five years ago I ain't had shit. Exactly, like you remember you think back I I was it. back in my mama house. Yeah, it's like it's, it's yeah. crazy. So and now you you, it's it's crazy what a year of like okay, I'm about to dive into my story. Yeah. Not even five years ago. Yeah. This was a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I was I was depressed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because a nigga was not working. Mm-hmm. And 
my dumb ass was, you know me, I was trying to date at the same time. Right. You know what I'm saying? We talked about that. Yep. And you you learn about yourself in a situation like that if you're honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, and it's, I came to realize that I am happiest when I can provide something right. as a man right. to to a woman or anybody in my life. Right. And I sabotage two relationships, two mm-hmm. potential relationships. Right. Back to back. And I didn't even notice what I was doing. And then after the second situation, I started going to therapy after right. that. Because I was like real I I was talking to my mother and she was like, This is just you're a fucking mess. Right. Like you're all over the place. Like niggas like I said, I was back home and I I'm normally a clean, neat person. My house was a mess. I didn't get haircuts, nothing. And then soon as I started being able to not not only take care of myself, mm-hmm. but date and provide for a woman the way that I wanted to, I started feeling better again. Sure. And it's little shit like that that I want uh, more men to understand about themselves, that how how much their happiness is triggered has hinges upon the money that they make or the the life that they can provide for something else. I think there's a certain self-awareness that you got to carry that only comes with time and experience. Because you got to go I'm, through it. Yeah, you okay. got to go through it. And literally, like, and not to be cliche, but literally, like, going through and growing through. Like, it's literally The only way to get through it is go through it. Exactly, exactly. Because when you look at it, like, you know, some men will look at it in a sense of, okay, cool. Maybe I'm not making all this money, but I'm fucking all these women. Mm -hmm. And they attribute their happiness to that. Yeah. And, you know, and for some, that might be it. No, I completely understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you feel, so all you're doing is filling that void. And I've always said... And You're just I, putting a little bomb on the wound. That's, that's all it is. That's all it is. a band-aid. Yeah. You know, and I've always said when people talk about someone being successful and they ain't really doing shit, and I've heard people say that about certain people. I'm like, well, shit, they happy? Yeah. If you happy... That, that is a huge part of because success. Because that's all about... like that's You define your own success. Like, to me, that definitively is what life is. Yeah. Like, are you it's not happy? a dollar amount. It's not. It's no... Because, again, I, I we've seen millionaires commit suicide. Facts. You know, billionaires. Famous niggas commit suicide Famous a niggas lot. Lose it all. Yeah. We see NBA niggas lose it all. Niggas like Delonte West. You know, thank God he's getting it. Right. You know, but he's how did, like what what did he have to go through to bottom out like that? I mean, you I know, can understand it. Yeah. Being that where I came from as a man, yeah. you know, it's a lot of women don't understand how how heavy that is not being able to do what a man is supposed to do. That's a fact. You know, and and what that takes. And then women, they have this ability to make you feel worse. Mm -hmm. They have sharper tongues because if me, all right, the difference between men and women and how they handle confrontation. If me and you are having a confrontation, there's an underlying thing here that, you know, we can fight it out. Right. But women, they use... They use that sharp tongue. Yeah. And we're not used to that. So when they hit us with that sharp tongue, that really cuts us deep, especially a woman that you like. Right. You know what I'm saying? If a woman that you care for is calling you an ancient nigga, bum, I can't deal with you while you're going through this kind of shit, that puts you even lower than where you was before. It's like I'm already going through it. Mm-hmm. And now the woman I like ain't got time for what I'm going through. And that's, what makes, it, and, and that's what makes it hard is 
it's when you know as a man the woman you like likes you back and you want to and naturally when you're when you like a woman you really enjoy her it's things you want to do that's where yep. it goes to like you know when they say like the woman who don't ask for nothing doesn't deserves everything yeah deserves everything that's kind of where that comes from because like if i really fuck with you mm-hmm. you you probably ain't gonna ask for nothing like i'm in the store seeing shit i'm right. online seeing shit and it's pulling up to your doorstep like you ain't you know what i mean i'm listening yeah. i'm paying attention i'm hearing you you know what i mean like i'm hearing what you're saying and come whatever day yep. you know boom you got that and you're like oh my god yeah because i fuck with you and women in the past who I may not have fought with the same way, looking like, who the fuck is this? Because <laughs> this can't be the nigga. This that. not the nigga I was dating. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then you get to the whole thing about them saying they the reason why you like that, which is also false. I don't believe that. Sometimes in some in some situations, it there's some validity to it. Some. You know what I'm saying? Because. Uh, there's a uh, certain women come into your life, man, and you you know firsthand that she don't need to be with you, right? Because of where you are in your life, so you try to overachieve, you try to level up. You know what I'm saying? I remember in my early twenties, I was dating a, a thirty year old woman. Mm-hmm. This is when I was in the military, and that is when I started changing. That's when I started wearing cologne and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know what that nigga was still wearing Axe body spray. But to make a long story short, as far as the reason why men do a lot of things outside of chasing a purpose is to satisfy women. Right. If 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 it was just me and my homies, Mm -hmm. I would not care about the shit that I wear, these haircuts, none of that shit. The way the way I even talk, Mm -hmm. I would I wouldn't even it wouldn't. I wouldn't diff- care. It's different around here because yeah. I, again, I don't do this. Like, and that's when, that's kind of when they talk about paying for pussy. And it's yeah, I know. Like, yes, you do. Nigga, yeah, every day. In e- in every aspect of every your life, you do. That car day. you drive is because yeah. of women. Yeah. If women didn't like that car, you wouldn't drive that shit. Nah, you wouldn't. If you can get away if with the, driving some bullshit, you would. That S five fifty is not for other niggas to look at, bro. Nah, you ain't got a lot of me. Mm-mm. Ain't got a lot of me. It's not. You're not because because at the end of the day, and some niggas. Are like that, but it's also also based in women. But okay, so there's car guys, right? Right. Car guys aren't buying Mercedes. No. You feel what I'm saying? That's the difference. Because niggas be like, I just like cars. Be like, that's not the kind of cars car niggas drive. Because car niggas will tell you that's some bullshit. Yes, that them shits trash. They say all the cars bullshit. Look, they build their own. So, yeah, man. So with that, man, this uh, again. This is a bonus episode, man. I think y'all kind of feel the vibes of where we're going, man. So uh, we're going to play something, you know what I mean? Just kind of, you know, break the shit up a little bit, man. Give y'all something to vibe to and vibe to uh, throughout the uh, episode, man. So, uh, we're going to rock like this, man. DJ Khaled, you J. Cole, man. Jermaine's in the lead.
Miss that cold, man. I need that cold back, man. Yeah, that last one, that KOD was. I liked it, but it wasn't. It, it's that artist thing, man. You know, when you get so good at something, you just start trying shit and doing yeah, shit. Yeah, that Kanye shit. Yeah, oh my, yeah, for sure that Kanye shit, man. So, you know, um, yeah, Drake do it a lot. Okay, let let, let me let me dive in on on my okay. nigga Drake. Talk about um. It. In this three pack that he just dropped, that's the Drake that I like. Okay. I don't like the Drake that that does fan service. I like the rapper Drake. I like the one that, uh, what Rory call him, luxury raps. Luxury. Raps. I like yeah. I like that Drake. I like when Drake getting that bad. Yeah, I like it's, that it's Drake. A, it's a, I don't like that singing ass shit. It's a but vibe. I've never liked that. So. And see, I, I'm 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 on the fence, man. I like them both. Take care of me was dope. But you starting off with shot for me. And it's kinda like, you know, I know um Wale spoke said this before and they said you want the old Wale and they talk and he said you don't want the old me. You want that feeling back. You want the way you felt the first time you heard a breakup song. You want not know what I was dealing with the first time I heard Take Care. And I've talked about it on this pod before, like what I was I'm going through a breakup. I'm dealing with emotions. It's cold, it's fall, it's just everything, you know what I'm saying? Like so in the fall your mind just keeps going back to it. So when you hear shot for me, when you hear uh crew love, when you hear even um the record he got with Ross on there, man, uh Lord knows. Like when you hear those records, it takes you to a place that because Lord knows is again luxury rap. Yeah. It gets in that anytime new niggas get together. Yeah. Yeah. Like the album. Okay, but okay, listen to you. You got a point. Like mm. it's just yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just it's the vibe you like. I know for sure the first time I heard uh Wale's more by nothing mixtape. Yeah. Like that was time, time. because that was the time Friday Night Lights came out that same year. Um Cushion OJ came out that same year. Uh Return of Forever, yep. Big Crit shit came out that year. Um, I think that was the year Meek dropped his uh the first Dream Chaser. I think that was the first year. If not, it was it was, it was like right after it was that. Right, it was right after, yeah. And then Fab was dropping them soul tapes at that time too. Like it was, I think that was just a good time to be listening so to the mixtapes. Yeah, it was it was the, that mixtape era was nice. Yeah, so people our age when they say they want that old, so you right, niggas just want that feeling back. The, I remember the first time I heard Friday Night Lights. It's the in the morning with him and Drake, I played that shit like nine times. I played looking for trouble over and over and, and the, over. and the song with Wale, yeah. I I played it, man. You're right though. 
Like, right. is it, but, but you're chasing that feeling even yeah. now, years later. I, want, I, I still listen later. to that same shit. Still, I don't even I mean, listen know, to niggas' new shit. I know the first time I heard So Far Gone. Like, I know where I was at, and the first time I heard that, I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was in the military when that shit came up. Man, I was a southern man. This chick I was talking to at the time put me on. She's like, you know about Drake? I'm like, what the fuck is Drake? I remember when I found out who he was. I was like, what, nigga? Right. Degrassi, nigga? That's what she said. She was like, you ever seen Degrassi? I'm like, I heard about it. A little soap opera shit. She's like, yeah, like he rap. About what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and it's kind of went from there, man. So, in hearing that tape, again, it's like you you, you hear those tapes and and they put you in a certain mode and, and bring back certain memories that, good or bad, you know, you you not necessarily miss. It's just it's a vibe, man. It's the feeling. It's the you know, so, uh, not so far going, but uh, more about nothing. More about nothing. Middle of summer, and I can think about during that time. You know, what I'm saying this is part of my sophomore year in college. Maybe, no, junior year in college. You know, what I mean, I'm working. Niggas ain't making no real money. They making college money. You know what I mean? But I remember we riding out to That's the beach. That's when a thousand dollars was a lot of money. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> And you riding out to the beach, you got the windows down, you got some, you know, a little shorty with you, you know what I'm saying, breakup song playing, all this shit playing, no hands playing. Shout out to the girl shit. that broke my heart back then, too. Man, listen, you savage. Yeah. <laughs> animal you. Yeah. You animal you. I wish you nothing but yeah. the worst. She <laughs> fucking inboxed me the other day talking about some, hey, how you doing? Bitch, shut up. Better now that you're going. Yeah, to you better <laughs> leave me alone. Better you, you fucking Not damsel. That toxic shit over yeah, here. Get that shit Wild, wild part is, nigga, that's like 10 years ago. And I'm still, and I'm still hurt for that shit. I Listen, need to grow man, up. The first time I saw the video for Breakup Song, that shit triggered the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it made me go watch, um, ah, the five, made me go back and watch 500 Days of Summer. I watched 500 Days of Summer because of Breakup Song. Nah. I promise you. <laughs> Cause remember the, hey, the, you got the, some unresolved issues. Yo, remember the video? No, but think. No, I get video, it. I get. The video was based like remember like the split screen with expectations and reality. Remember, I went back and I, I was wild. I'm, well, just, not, I'm just mad it it drove you down that rabbit hole like that. Oh, like, man. yeah, you need to. Yeah. Well, see, honestly, we need to address that. Honestly, <laughs> it was just and it was back then. I'm good now, but yeah. I'm back then at the time, like I was just interested in just honestly the concept. Okay. Of the video. Like so you just wanted to rally. see it. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, okay, so I'll give you a pass. Yeah, this is the blog era. Then they talking about 500. Like, what the fuck is 500 days of summer? Hell, keeping it a buck. And this is why I fuck Wale. He's the, only, he's, the first, he's the reason I listen to Adele. I never forget, man. Wale, Who put me on Adele? Go to. He, when he did a tour. He popped for him on a college campus. I want to say in Atlanta. Shout out to Zanita. You turned me on to Adele. Who's that? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Um, he was he was doing some it was some little video blog or whatever. And at one point, while they was in the car riding, chasing pavements is on. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> in the music, Blowing. I am. I bet like, you thought she was black when you first heard oh, it. For sure. Yeah. I like who is I this did. Queen? I know I did. Who is this Nubian mm-hmm. queen singing these vocals? Yeah. Good God. That was that was when, when her and Chrisette Michelle was ass. out. Yeah, that was her and when Chrisette Michelle was out yes. and everything. I was like, oh, it's a vibe. Yeah, I see Look her. Look who this fucking chalk blue eyed. Man, stop yeah, it. Yeah, chalk white. She done lost that weight now. Yeah, though. she did. She stop did. Stop it. You know I don't what's funny? Like white girls. Yeah, I'm going to keep it a buck, man. You know what's funny about that shit, though? Like, women, when they lose weight, and they always say it's like the revenge body and shit. But what if your nigga like big girls? 
Yeah. And you lost all this money. They, they don't care, though. You're going to get this body they give you. Yeah, Women don't give a fuck what we like. If nah, you're going to be honest, nah, you just get the body. You just get whatever we nah, give you. You don't get whatever she pulls out. Take that shit. If she can't cook, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. But let you not come with some shit. So no oh yeah <laughs> let me no let 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 let's get into it real quick let's get into let's get into it all right so neither of us are are tall men right facts so how does it make you feel when fat girls say they won't date a short nigga don't bother me because I won't fuck a fat girl but that's what I'm saying so like <laughs> no but now, you I know what you mean but know you know you if you this. said out your mouth I don't date fat girls right after that shit she feel away. I mean, we all know them double standards. That's what I'm saying. I don't appreciate it's, that shit they, too they, much. They, they exist in certain ways. And I've always said, I told you before, I don't believe in double standards. I believe in standards themselves and preferences. I don't believe it's double standards. When women tell me, you know, how is it that I'm a hoe if I fuck a lot of men, but if y'all do it, y'all the man. Well, who said I'm the man? Well, that's what y'all tell each other. Okay. Well, who said you a hoe? But well, that's what y'all call us. No, no, no. Women, women call each other hoes and more women than men do. Too. Right, that's a fact. More than men do. That's a fact. Straight up. Because honestly, our definition of what a hoe is... It's completely different. Completely different than what women's is. Completely, completely different. Completely different. Let, let me tell you. Now, rock out. Do your thing. <laughs> Talk your shit. <laughs> we here, goddamn. Yeah. God damn it, we the, here. The thing is, is like, women think we think like they do. And that is so far from the case. Most most shit women would get mad at, we don't even give a fuck about. Oh my god. We we, we don't even care. And it's it's worse when they think we would get mad at it, so then in their mind you're mad. Yeah, and then so they get an attitude with you because they think you gonna get mad. It's like, or they think you mad. So they got like, an attitude. Like, fam, I don't even give a shit about this yeah, shit like, you talking honestly, about. Like I didn't like, it wasn't even on my mind. Literally. Like rolled off my back. Like didn't even catch that. Because they think we communicate like they communicate. They they want us women in general, not all women. Mm-hmm. Gotta clarify that. Right. Women expect. Oh, excuse me. I'm about to get into my bag. I like. Nah, rock I like out, this rock conversation. Out. We here. Like, we here. They um. When women say men don't communicate well, mm-hmm. they mean that women don't communicate. I mean, men don't communicate like women. Right. We when. When we have a conversation, right. me and you get straight to the point. It's logical. It's from point A to point B. Right. When women have a conversation, they explain how that shit made them feel while still telling you the story. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't do none of that shit. Right. She come in there and ask you, you know what I'm saying, what's on your mind? It's like, nothing really. I'm just going to know. I'm going through a little bit of shit, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that. That's literally and, what we mean. And the thing is, is it's like, like you said, men are, and I say men, I, I sell like all my, like, all my uh, women friends is that we're simple. Yeah. Now, they take simple as uh, stupid Neanderthal, or slow, Neanderthal, yeah. stupid. No, we're simple, and that's actually the brilliance in it. We're simple. We break shit down to its basic level. This is what it is, black and white. Yep. It's either this can, or that. Can I fix it or not? That's it's it. really I, that simple. And if I can't fix it, how do I fix how, it? What do I go about doing like, How do I go about fixing mm-hmm. it? And that's it. It's not, can I fix it? I can't fix it. Oh, my God. Why can't I not fix that, it? No. Yeah, that, ladies, like, that is the main stressor for your man. Right. He doesn't, he, he has a problem, and he can't figure out how to fix it. 
in any any aspect. No matter like he's using all of his strength, his mental capacity to try to figure it out. If you want to see a man stressed, put present him a problem that he can't he face. can't figure out. And I then don't let it stump his partners either. Like his uh, one or two close friends, then it's really bad. That's when that's when they go down that rabbit hole. That's when depression starts coming in because again, I'm going back to the providing thing. Mm-hmm. It's I I can't figure this out and I know this it's in my DNA to do this. Right. This is how this is how I'm I wired. Did, yeah. It's like and I and I can't figure out I can't figure out how to make this work. Yeah. And a lot of women don't understand how how draining that is. Yeah, like yeah. that's and that's a bar. Like they don't, you know what I mean. But you know that's you know that is it's just funny because we will say something and it'll be so so fucking literal. Like this is what I mean. Like I mean, like what did I tell you? What did I say? Well, you said this, and you got that out of that. How you like the answer, and then you know you go back to the basic, um, you know, way of thinking of I'm not responsible for how you interpret certain shit. So now I gotta tweet what I say, you know, to get you to a point to where you can understand me the way I want to be understood, and that's a whole nother level, and it's not natural for me. You know how um, you going through a situation, and your girl just assumes that all your partners know everything. We don't even right. talk like that. Nah. We don't even talk like that. Especially Yo, not violation. Yeah. You, a conversation, unless shit is really, really bad, like it's to the point of breaking up, mm-hmm. I, I won't know too much about what's going on inside of your relationship. Right. And that goes back to, again, women think men communicate like women. Women tell their best friend everything that's going on in the relationship. This nigga came home and didn't bring me no Chick-fil-A today. All kind of shit. Just dumb shit. They be talking about every aspect of it. Me and you link up after a few weeks. First thing I say is, yo, every, how's everything with you and your girl? Yeah, she's straight. She so-and-so and so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the, that is the length of the conversation. Don't nobody ask nobody if they cheating. None of that bullshit. She ain't come home. All, all kinds of crazy shit. It's like I know nothing about what's going on in my man's relationship. That's a fact. Nothing. That's a fact. I, just, I know he's in one. Right. I, I, nine times out of ten, I, if if I ain't met her in person, I don't even know what she looked like. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just I'm know sure. he, he in one. Right. And, <laughs> and even then, you you're not even a hundred percent sure he's in yeah. one. I've had homeboys that had whole relationships. I thought, and then we out, bro, wilding. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm like, oh, you tripping, ain't it? Like, shit, man, I'm single. Hmm. Word. Oh, say less. It's like, and, so and, who was shorty? And, you know what? Never mind. But, my, my and then, but the thing is, is when he say I'm single, it's no, well, I thought you, nah, it's literally, oh, shit, like, say oh, less. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's I get it now. Your business is your business. You. I get it now. Like, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing for you. So, yeah, you know what I mean? And I think that's that's a real good point, man. Speaking of friends, as you get older, man, like, how do you, because as you get older, friends naturally grow apart, right? Like, True enough. You know, life experiences, you know, even how we were talking about money, you know, the amount of money, your income can kind of dictate your friends a little bit just because they move in different circles. The women you deal with, if you're the, if you're the friend that's a single friend and you got a bunch of married friends, your circle's going to change just a little bit if you're Back. doing single shit. Um, but then just a natural progression of falling out with your friends, man. Like, just realizing that, 
your personalities may not mesh the way they mesh, you know, three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. So how how do you navigate that? Um, my thing is, uh, recently, what I've learned uh, in therapy is that mm-hmm. you, when you're chasing a purpose, when you find something that is like, some people call it your why. Uh, I call it my purpose. When you focus on that, you start to find yourself. And as far as navigating through uh, losing and gaining friends, uh, that just needs to come naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, needs to come. Yeah, it, it it well, it will come naturally. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just want to distinct, you know, get right? A distinction. D- because you have to stay true to yourself, or you will be stuck. Right. You can't you can't drag somebody with you. I can um one thing I can attest to is watching my dad, you know, watch Pops and his friends. Like Pops got homeboys who making, you know, I mean, uh, an, an amazing crazy, crazy money. Mm-hmm. He got homeboys that still still on the block. And growing up, I was always and I've talked about this pod before, like me and my pops was, you know, like that. You know what I mean? Close. Still are to this day is my best friend. And I was always with Pops. So I saw it. I was around. I saw everything. I saw falling outs. I saw old niggas fighting. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know what I mean? I've seen everything. Ain't nothing worse than seeing old niggas oh, fighting. Oh, man, shit's so unathletic. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> so Ain't fucking unathletic. Them niggas fall so yeah, horribly. Them niggas fall all the time, too. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, them niggas always on. Like, why y'all niggas still down What's that here? shit that them niggas do? Ah, yeah, goddamn. Yeah, ah. God damn it, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to fucking cut you. Niggas My is bad. nuts, man. They all say they going to cut a nigga, too. Like, but... <laughs> But yeah, man, nigga's <laughs> always got a knife. Always got a blade on him. Like, where'd you get that from? Where did that, nigga, that shit come from? Yeah, then nigga be slow with the blade work too. Like, they can't even cut you good. Like, nigga, if you don't take that steak um, knife back in the fucking house, <laughs> put your wife, knife. yeah, oh, cut your man. ass. But yeah, so <laughs> so anyway, man. So like, I, I saw so much, um, you know, with my pops and, and his homeboys that. I kind of applied that to my life when it became, you know, relevant. You know, I started seeing those lessons that he was learning with his friends mm-hmm. and applying them to mine. Um, because, you know, you go through stages with certain friends, and this isn't any friend in particular in this instant, but, you know, you get a certain jealousy that comes with friends, mm-hmm. right? That as you grow, you know, I know his friends that I went to school with, you know, whether it be high school, even college friends who – you know, Macy's whatever and feel like, man, nah, that nigga don't deserve that. How he get that? And they don't right. understand the work it that took. go back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it goes back to, you know, don't 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 let your food get cold looking at my plate. You, you know gotta you mean? gotta be okay with leaving leaving them too. Yeah. Because uh you going going to your pops, I I use my pops as an example as well. Um my dad, uh he retired from the military and he came he moved down to the Savannah strictly to to go down to the Longshoreman Hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a while, he was just like walking around aimlessly mm-hmm. until uh, he met another uh, Longshoreman that's getting money and using it for another one. As being his son, I watched my lifestyle change, mm-hmm. my mother's, my my sister's, my whole family lifestyle change because my dad got close with that man and his circle. Now they business partners. Now they own that cigar shop together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Isaac owns, he owns uh, Gator World. It's a shoe store. Mm-hmm. He owns a clothing store. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. All that while still, st- 
still working every day mm-hmm. as a longshoreman. Yep. So that that kind of there's there's two types of niggas that are at that longshoreman hall. There's the ones that y'all hear about, the ones with like nine families and shit like that. And then there's niggas like Isaac that got like nine businesses. That's where all their money go. That's where their time go. And uh, my father went that way. You know, he still has the same wife, no outside kids, all kind of, none of that crazy shit. And it's just, I say that to say, it's like, if he would have stayed hanging with the same niggas that he had met when he first got to Savannah, right. my, my, just as his son, my life would have been different. Right. You know, and the lessons I would have learned would have been completely different because I started learning how to uh, manage money in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. Ways that I wasn't learning at school because there's niggas that get a lot of money the way we get down there and they just blow it. They spend it. They don't reinvest it in any way. And he learned that. He taught me that because he learned that from his new circle. Right. Is what I'm trying to say to you. Um. Don't be scared to level up. Don't um, self-sabotage. You know, and I want to kind of stay on that point because something just came to mind. Just um, and shout out to Mod Man with his uh, his active dad uh, movement, not necessarily yeah, just a co-founder. So shout shout to Mood because I know you did and, and and I did as well. You know, growing up with your pops, I got certain looks when the conversation turned to your pops. Your, your pops live with y'all. Mm-hmm. Like your daddy, like in the house, like you see yep. your daddy every day, like yeah, and I'm like that's not regular. Like I mean, yeah. when I had that, like, yeah, it's a shock. Yeah, it's a shock. It's a shock. So, but I know that a lot of people who grew up without that father figure, they kind of get it, kind of a little twisted and conflicted as far as what that looked like. You and know? and they they really don't understand the relation. A lot of men don't understand. The relationships that boys have with their fathers. A lot of women don't understand they the relationship that the, boys have with their fathers. And the thing fathers. is, they don't understand that while it can be a beautiful thing, that shit can get it's, real. It's an intense relationship. Because, because men, because um, as your father, his job is to raise a man. To teach you how to be a man. But mm-hmm. as your father, when he's done his job correctly, you are, you are inevitably going to butt heads. Because two right. men... That uh, it's, it's hard for two men to live under the same roof. The uh, for all my women with children, that uh, sixteen to like twenty four range, that's when that happens. Oh my god! And that's when that happens. And not only you know, two men can't live under the same roof. Two men can't live under the same roof loving the same woman. Exactly. And, and, and your this, mother yeah, your is mother, your first love. Yeah, and this isn't mm-hmm. on some Oedipus complex shit. Just your mother's your first love. Mm-hmm. So you feel the way in a certain sense that your father feels. That baby boy thing. Exactly. This is my woman. Exactly. Type shit. Exactly. You know, so um, I think that's something that should be highlighted. Just that conversation um, that growing up with the father, what that's like. You know what I mean? I know me and Pops, like I said, we were best friends, but me and Pops got into it. My my father is my best friend now. Right. Because I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. But See, like I said. Growing up, he was mine. Uh, but we were built because we were just alike. Okay. And because we were just alike, we were close. And because we were just alike, I wanted to be just like him. So I followed him. 
I was the exact opposite until I became grown. See? See? Right. So for okay, it, it's it's in three phases. Mm-hmm. Right. From I went from birth until about fourteen, I thought my father was larger than life, but I was scared of him at the same time. Right. And uh, if you've ever met my father, he's not tall. He's not big, anything like that. But I was always frightened of him. And then when I turned about 15 to 16, I started feeling myself. I started fucking, you know what I'm saying? I uh, started getting into fights. I started feeling myself, literally. Yep. I thought I was a man. And then my dad had to let me know what a man was. Right. So that that those few years was it was a competition between. Well, it wasn't between us. I had a competition with him. Mm-hmm. So that was the stage when uh, he and I got into uh, physical fights right. a few times. And um, I used to I used to say that I hated my father. Right. Right. But it, looking back on it, it's um, all he was doing was holding me accountable when I never held myself accountable because my mother, she I will always be my mother's baby. Right. I'm going to be 50 and right. I'm going to be my mother's baby right. and she's going to treat me as such. Right. My father on the other hand, first of all, he saw that. Yeah. My father I to my father, I am his son. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. My son needs to run a household one day. Right. Potentially, whether there's a woman there or not. He needs to be able to run this house and he needs to be able to handle any situation that comes because whenever you get married as a man, you are the head of the household, Mm -hmm. regardless of this new era way of thinking. If something go bump in the night, bro, you the one getting up. So it took me until I was about 22 years old to realize what was going on. And the thing with that is, is how I started realizing it is I have a son. My son was three at the time. Mm -hmm. And you start watching your, your son copy everything you do. It's, it's kind of like an aha moment is everything I do. This child is watching. This child will imitate me in every way. Right. My good, my good parts, my bad parts, everything, especially my son. Right. And it's a difficult relationship because you have to balance being um, a safe space for him mm-hmm. and then also being willing to get out his way so he can fail. Right. And a lot of women don't understand that balancing act because they always want to protect their, their son. Correct. And that's what w- men mean when they say women can't raise men. Right. It's not, it's not, not a, it's not a, um, it's not a knock on what Yeah. Knock on you saying that you it's can't. Just, there's yeah. a certain, you know, there's a certain pressure that comes with being a man, being a man. And there's certain, pressure not saying it's harder than being a woman. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not. And, and a lot of women get that confused too. Yeah. Like you talk about how hard it is being a man. What it's about just being a different. woman? Like, no, it's yeah, just different. It's just different. It's, like it's hard being y'all, it's hard being us. Exactly. We know to apply to black women, we know to apply to black men. Neither yep. one's tougher. Yeah. You it's just I mean? different. And the and the, the bad thing is is just we just want y'all 
we understand more about y'all's struggle than y'all understand about ours. Right. Because we don't talk about it much. Right. It's, it's even as, you know, me growing up, you know, as the youngest in in the house with my pops, and then I got my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must have been even worse. So, and it, and, it, and it can be because, one, there's no, you, you already the baby. Literally, you're the baby. Mm-hmm. And... Everything that comes with it. So you get you gonna you gonna fight. You gonna get bullied. You gonna get picked on. You gonna get fight. It's gonna happen. You getting sunned by two people. That's a fact. Because as a boy, man up, nigga. Mm-hmm. Like man, ain't no time for for crying for for all this. Soft it's shit. your job to figure it out. It's a fact. And you know, I remember. Um, it's always gonna be your job to figure it and, out. And bro. then you add the other part of growing up playing sports with a brother that played the ball. And a brother that was good at it. I'm trying to meet all them expectations. And huh? now every every basketball court I walk on, that's Quentin little brother. Right? I know that had to suck. Horrible. I had to this suck. is the worst. Because and this is when I was actually like And you a football player yeah, too. Yeah, so I'm a it's football like, player at heart. Yeah. Like everything about me was football. Like I was built like a football. Everything. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time I was still hooping. So and I was like actually playing. Right. So I can actually with that point being growing up, they look let me not be able to shoot. My brother's a shooter. Your yep. brother come through. So we hooping in middle school. My brother's a shooter. My brother ran the point. Not only did my brother, I remember this is the first my first dose of the pressure because we will play football, rec ball, but I was a better football player than my brother. So it was never a, you know, there was never a pressure there. It was right. a confidence. You know, I'm not worried about this shit. Like, I know what time it is. I'm it's nice over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm nice. I'm yeah. not worried about that. Like, I'm nice. <laughs> like, I'm nice. I, I built this yeah, shit. brick by brick, nigga. <laughs> <Yeah>. Me. <laughs> me, nigga. Drive, motherfucker. It's, it's me. You feel me? But basketball was different. So, I remember, i never forget, man, I got in middle school. My brother's team, and we was in his grade, undefeated, right? No close games. Closest game was like 20 points. Blew out the entire city. Won the championship. There's a year in between, mm-hmm. and here comes, I'm in sixth grade. So I'm in sixth grade watching, right? Right. So they see my brother doing all this shit, and then they looking over like, oh, that's his little brother? Oh, we got oh, another shit, one. it's another one. <laughs> it's another one. No matter what happens next year, the year after that, we straight. We back. And I hear my little short ass come, and it's like, oh, shit. Strap up. <laughs> yeah, like, and I got to be everything my brother was. And in that moment, I wasn't. You're supposed to be the best player on That's the team. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best player on the team was 6'5". I mean, it was yeah. Toby. You know what I mean? So the play was get the ball to Toby. That nigga was huge. When Toby was, was fucking ridiculous bad. I mean, it was, I, I never forget, man. I forgot who we played. I never forget this shit. We had 32 points. Toby had 28. I had two, and somebody else had two. That was it. And my two came off free throws. And matter of fact, the funny shit, if I remember this shit right, my two came off free throws off a of tech. Like that nigga had twenty eight of y'all points. Twenty eight out thirty two points. That more often than not. I, w- I played basketball up until then. I thought it was a long time. My whole life, I had never seen somebody as good as Ben in my life, and right. that shit was intimidating. So I can only imagine how I felt. When it was your brother having to step up, oh my goodness, and I can't even think about no shit like that. Man, I don't even. I mean, my dad has another son, but I don't got no brother. Man, so. it was different. Me growing up in the same house, we, you know, we be playing the same sports. 
we technically we're two and a half years apart, but we only two grades apart. So I'm right behind you. I'm coming in. So we in, we in high school. Same time. Same. I'm riding to school with him. You know what I mean? It's different. It's just different. And you got to carry yourself a certain way. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, he going to let you know about it. You got to meet expectations. Yeah. Bring it back full circle. You got to deal with that and then still deal with your relationship with your Coming father. back and dealing with pops. It's literally like growing up with two, like two, dads. two fathers. It's two yeah. dads. Literally two pops. And you know what I'm saying? So it's just different, man. So um, I just say that because I think it's important. You know, a lot of people really highlight those who grew up without fathers. But the pressure that's put on those who grew up with them, people think that it's just easy. Like, man, you grew up with a dad. You grew up with a mom. Like, I, wa- I want to say it is. I think it's easier. It, it's easier. Financially, I think it's easier. It's easier. I, your stresses, you, okay, G- growing up in a two-parent household is an extreme privilege. We're talking. Oh, that's a fact. We're, 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 we're speaking from a privileged oh, no, that's a fact. perspective right here. I think we need to acknowledge that for sure yeah. because I know uh, dudes that came out solid that have never met their dads. Yeah. They had to learn how to be men all by themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, I'm saying? I know niggas who are complete dogs. When I say dogs, I mean like straight hustling ass. Alpha dogs, alpha males. Yeah. Had to learn how to do that by themselves. So mm-hmm. uh, this this is not a slight saying that uh, single mothers are a hindrance to to men. I don't want that to come off, but it's just a different it's a different upbringing with a man in the uh, in the house, and it's just a different it's a different way that men act. Older men interact with younger men, right? And it's there. They are extreme. They are much harder on younger men than women are on young men. I was much I was, harder. I was waking up on a Saturday morning. I want to sleep in to my pops. Hey, get your ass up. Let's go. Where we going? Let's go. We at Home Depot. We pick it up. Fence panel. We put on the fence today. Or oh y'all on the basketball court? Cool. You know Let's how you know shit. how shitty that is. Oh fucking! I had a homie, my boy Eric. Every Saturday he had to cut the grass. Yeah. Every Saturday he had to cut the grass, wash the car, and do something like you know when we in, this is like we in sixth grade doing yeah. this shit, and uh, like I had to cut the grass like every two weeks. Right. I didn't really have to wash the car. Right. You know what I'm saying? But my boy. He had to make sure those shit, those things were done every Saturday, mm-hmm. and we would be waiting on him right. to come out. And my man's wouldn't leave, wouldn't be done till like five o'clock every in the afternoon on a on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's just his his pops in, ironed that discipline yeah. into him. Now he's one of the most successful niggas that I know yeah. because you grew up in in and even little little shit like, like I multiple know, six figures. Like, Shout out my boy Eric Green. Yeah. Like, um, I remember uh, I was always the one that had some money in my pocket growing up, right? Mm-hmm. But I also remember that it wasn't that my pops gave it to me. It was, shit, pops, let me, you know, can I get $10? Go ass outside and wash the car. Bags. Wash your mama's car. I do that shit with my son now. Yeah, hell yeah, go do something yeah. for it. Like, what you going what you, what you, what, what, what value you got? Like, what you going to mm-hmm. do? What you bringing yeah, over exactly. here? And, and that is, uh... That is something older men teach younger men early. very early. 
you need to bring something of value or you are worthless. Women are naturally valuable. They give birth. They are born valuable. They have the highest value on the planet. Men have to make theirs. Exactly. We got to create our value. Men have to make theirs. And I don't mean that in saying uh, women don't have a value as far as working, but one, the day you're born, you are the most valuable out of in between men and women. You are inherently more valuable. Men can't give birth in any aspect. You are the most valuable part. Men have to create their value. They have to create a space where you are welcoming them into your life. You know, um, this is going back to uh, men and women uh, interactions. Right. M- women, uh, I saw this online and I'm taking that <laughs> shit. Uh, women are like boats. Oh. Men are islands. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to break that shit down because this shit, it blew my mind when I heard it. Okay. Right? As a man, you don't, uh, you are attracting people with what you build. So I'm over here constantly building my island, mm-hmm. my my home, my car, the way I carry myself, and everything like that. A woman comes along to my island in her boat, and she stays for a little while. If she likes what I built, she'll you know mm. she'll she'll park her boat. You know what I'm saying? Or she'll float on to another nigga and his new island. Mm. He's got more stuff. He's got a bigger castle over there. Mm. He's got more to view. Men are islands. You need to focus on your island. That's wild. You need to build your value, bro, because women are going to come along. If they stay or not, it's completely based on you. And the type of boats that come to your island are based completely on you. So if you are, if there ain't nothing but ain't shit women around you, it's your fault, bro. It's your fault. That's, That's literally, and I know... Men have this issue um, because you literally are what you attract. And, and for for men, yes. Yeah. You, you, mm-hmm. and, and what you well, women out. too, because yeah, women too. Certain certain niggas know they can't get certain exactly. women. Exactly, and that's what yeah. I was about to say. It goes for mm-hmm. women too. Like, if you get certain, it's certain women. I know for sure. Why are bum ass niggas hollering at you? Right. Like, why do they think they can back exactly. you? Exactly. Why do they look at you? They. Yeah. Why do they? Why do they go on your Instagram? Yeah, why do niggas with no now, job always end up hollering at now, you? Now, sure. Niggas with no job think they can bag you. Now, sure. There's a couple of niggas who just don't know no fucking better. And they just Some shoot. shooters shoot. Some niggas just shoot. <laughs> Some and if you look at them niggas' DMs, them niggas are in 50 inboxes a day. True. Because they believe they, they that used to be me. I ain't lying. I was just desperate. Shit. I, I wanted somebody to love me. What I will say is, well, you get certain niggas who will do that. But for the most part, niggas know they lame. Niggas, because men stay in their lane more than women oh, do. For sure, oh my mm-hmm. god, for sure. Because women, it's a lot of women who have this confidence that's based in nothing, but they still have it, and they feel like because because some women who put there's value in vagina, but only to certain niggas. We had this conversation before. We did. It's only With, certain niggas who, because at the end of the day, yes, that has value, but. I'm going to pull that. I'm going to take that power away from you. Yeah. Once you become a man that could turn down pussy, you're God. You, you, you have become a top-tier man. You're God. Because, and I say this because women can't control you anymore with it. 
in a lot of in immediately there's a group of women who then lose access to you. Yep. Because, because that's all she brings all to you. She can bring to you. Mm-hmm. So now the women that are left are women of women of substance. Like there's a substance caliber. It's a yeah. high caliber of woman that's left yeah. because you can't just give me that pussy. Like that doesn't do it for me. Like I love it, but that in itself doesn't do it for that, me. And that's why I like guys like us don't understand how um women withholding sex from a nigga can control a dude so much. Right. And and it's like you're gonna do what? Right. It's like we it, So if I don't do this you won't have sex with me. Okay. I can go have sex with somebody else right. if it's if I need it that badly. Right. I can go without sex yeah. for a long period of time. I don't need it anymore. Right. And that is such a freeing feeling right. for a man until you until you have gotten to that point mm-hmm. and understand that you don't need frivolous sex anymore mm-hmm. to make you happy, right. fam. It is, I, it, it's a release. Yeah. It's like a it's like a a it, hawk off your back. And it, again, it, it takes you getting to a certain point to realize that. Especially when you're younger, when you're 23, 24, 25, you can't talk no shit like that. Trying to fuck everything. Everything moving. Everybody walking in. Matter what's happening. Yeah. That's why. That's that's what I'm gonna tell my son. Uh, He should, in his early 20s, he shouldn't even be trying to get into a committed relationship, a serious, long-term relationship. There's no point because you you don't even have the mental capacity to do that. Nah. Because. You're you're still a horn monster. All you trying to do is get pussy. You want to fuck. Yeah, and and it's nothing wrong with that. It, it, that's part of it. It's it's nothing wrong with that except for the fact that women think that That shit continues. Yes, and they they feel like it's a lot of women who feel like you never grow out of that. They feel like nah, yeah, and they look at it. I know that you know. If I was a nigga that was the same nigga I was at twenty four, I wasted eight years of my life. I'm thirty two now. Right, you know, you know, and you look at men cheating. But what a lot of women, this is this may be, you know, kind of a gem of new knowledge, but you know we always say that men cheat for physical reasons mm-hmm. and women cheat for emotional reasons. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is that at a certain point, we also cheat for emotional reasons. Yeah. And they don't understand that. They, my my wife's an eight and I'm over here smashing a five. Right, but they don't see yeah. what the five does for me emotionally or what the five does me how does she make you feel they don't see the text message threads between me and her and she just checking to make sure i'm good like genuinely wants to make sure i'm good like you want to you want to know uh i was talking to this young lady a, a, a little while ago and how little little things to a man is how you know that you're special you know what i'm saying uh what what happened it was in it was in passing conversation uh i had uh i had smashed my finger at work mm-hmm. real bad like it was i almost broke it i couldn't move my fingers for a little while she had researched this cast i didn't say nothing to her all i did was like i showed her my finger mm-hmm. right she had researched this cast to where it could wrap my uh pinky and ring finger together over my whole hand and I could still do the job, my physical job with my hands. Right. And she just gave it to me one day. Right. She was like, 
I, 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 I found this for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Mo- and a lot of women are sitting there thinking, it's like, yo, I do that all the time. And you're not with that. You may not be with old dude. But what I'm saying is keep that same energy because the nigga that really wants you is going to appreciate that shit. Don't stop doing that because another nigga didn't appreciate that's it. that's we talked about, too, that a lot of, like, I know I had to learn, you know, how to actually allow a woman to take care of you. Yeah. Like, it's it because, mm-hmm. you're, especially when you're used to women who either don't, or you're used to doing it yourself too. Like there's a how they say that there's a that that women have become independent in today's time. Like men have too. We're cooking more. Mm-hmm. We're cleaning our own shit. We buying fucking candles and all kind of shit and putting. We setting our own vibes. Yeah, we lacing the crib with all kind of fly shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's dope for us. You know what I mean? Like you know. Um, right. I remember uh, Joe Budden talking about on his podcast how uh, he went and bought like a a a. a, a a warmer for towels, like it heated towels, <laughs> so when women got out the pool, they could get a, a warm towel. He said, "Man, Bam. he said that shit was like two racks." He says the stupidest shit ever bought, but women fucking loved it. Love but it. But he said, "But those are the type of things." Go back to what we, I was saying. We only do shit because women want that's that. That's a shit. fact, you know. But you know, it's just we we're we've learned how to do things the same way women learn how to do things. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. In turn, for if that's the life you've been living for a year, two years, however long you've been single, and then you get a woman who gives a fuck about you, genuinely you, it's kind of hard. It's a growing period. It's like, a shock. Because it's you, a shock. Yeah, it's a shock because it's like you're just not used to it. I'm in the store. I'm going to get this because I want it. I didn't know you were listening to our conversation yep. last night, and you were going to go get it when you got home. Go get it for me. I didn't know that. You have to learn how to be taken care of. Right. And then... Um, Which is crazy. This is right. a concept to think about. And something that I, if learning how to do that, you, uh, the type of women that you, uh, you want in your life change. Mm-hmm. Because uh, recently, something that I, you know, when uh, you meet a new woman and uh, she says, like, what are you looking for? Something like, and things like that. Uh, something that I've realized is the only thing that I'm looking for, other than a black woman, is that she is a kind person. Mm-hmm. Just and that and I mean that in the most literal way. Not a person that does nice things for people, but a genuinely kind person. Mm-hmm. And that is all I need in my life right now. Because as far as um, don't get me wrong, I don't want a ugly woman either. But that is the the main Thing that I'm looking for I in my life, Ki- kindness. I don't remember you told. I don't really remember. I remember you told me one time that all you wanted a, a curly headed queen to raise levens with. I know, forget that shit. But you told me that shit. <laughs> I like yo. I like yo. That's hard. I like that's hard. That's a bar. But boy said, yo, all I want. How old was I when I said that shit? Bro, this was probably. I had. I I was 26. So you. Oh. I might have been 20. I might be. I might be like 25. So you probably like 27, 26, 27. But I remember you told me, I said, yo, bro, that's a bar. They said, all I want. You know who I was thinking, man, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, never mind. Let's not do that. I remember remember you said, you said, all I want in life is a curly-headed queen to raise legends with. And I never forgot that shit, because that's all I want, too. Like, I was like, That's my one that got away, so I will always regret that. Yeah, it's. Always. 
And it's just like I said, man, and I think this that's what's dope about like this particular episode, man, because it's it's kind of giving the lens into like what we really think about, not the macho yeah. bullshit front that we may put on because we feel True like we enough. need to. But it's literally not. Nah, this is what don't let my social media fool you. Yeah, nah, please don't. Yeah. I've always said, man, I'm literally. Like, I'm a sap in real life. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah. And if I like a woman, oh, it's oh over my with. God, it's flowers. I'm it's, a sucker. Oh my God, treat. I I I stop treat talking. Daddy, treat daddy dollars. I'm a. Uh, what you need? I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to when uh I was struggling with my mental, mm-hmm. my mental health. Um, I stopped talking to a woman because. I couldn't do the things for her that I wanted to do. That's fact. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And she, and she got mad at me because she was like, I never asked you to do anything like that. I said, that's not, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Because in my I mind, can't treat you the way I want to treat you. I can't treat you the way I feel like you deserve to be treated. Exactly. So now I feel like I'm lacking. I feel like you really happy in this shit? Like, yeah. Because you're not. It's like, because I know it's niggas out here that that's winning right now. Right. That's something that I do too, but that's yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, I know I can't give you what I know another nigga can give you and what you deserve. It's that sir, and 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 that also adds to my depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's something that just because depression ain't nothing but rage inwards. Right, I'm I'm just so pissed that I can't do what I want to do. Right, what I'm trying to do for you. And I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't figure out how to maneuver this right now. It's I just never forget everything. I never forget on me. my therapist. Maybe the first or second um, session I had, where they told me there's only two emotions: love and fear. I said there's only hmm. two. It said everything. Everything that you experience in life are derived from those two. Those two. If I'm sad about something, it's out of the fear. And the fear of what? And if you always say, I'm angry, well, you're angry because of your fear of what? Your fear hmm. of, and, and it's, it's a kind, like, when she told me that, and I started applying it, like, if I'm mad about some shit, oh, what, shit. Is you really, what, what are you really scared of? What's your fear in this? Because there's a fear there. If I, if, you, if, I get in a fi- if I get in a fight with somebody, it's, there's a fear there. A fear um, of maybe looking disrespect. Away, a fear of being disrespected. A fear huh. of if I don't react this way, they're going to move different around. It's a so they're going to treat me different after if me. I don't. That's, yeah. That's, more, that's honestly the more you know therapist way of looking at. It. Mm-hmm. They're going to treat me different. It's a fear, so I have to do. So this. if I don't, yeah, if I don't stand up for myself right now, everybody's going to start doing this exactly. shit. And that's a fear. Huh. And she told me that, and I I never forgot it. It's only two emotions: fear, love. That's it. And again, embarrassment is a fear of how you're going to be looked at. Like everything, literally, every emotion. Yeah, that's why I don't put myself in social situations that much. Amen. And, I, and that's one of the things that me and you, and I'm a little more social than you are. Mm-hmm. But a lot I'm a of recluse. Time, but a lot of times it's forced. Yeah. Like, you know, I can move amongst my people perfectly. Mm-hmm. You put me in a room with my people, I'm fine. You put me in a room with people I don't know. I'm not saying shit. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely not a social butterfly, oh, that's for, for sure. I, I always say, people laugh when I say it. Unless there's women around. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. That's Wait. Just, yeah. Not just any women. Yeah. And that's a there's got to be women I, I'm attracted yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. 
and then yeah, and then I'm a joking ass nigga. Oh, that's cor- that's corny. Rock. Yeah, that's corny in it. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Cat Williams was a bad bitch. But like when he when he get jokes. Yeah, when he get so funny. When he get jokes. Not that nigga asked me if I, I get to put the keys back. Hey, we got the keys in my jet. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, <laughs> sit your stupid ass down. Hey man, you remember that time I saved them kittens? <laughs> right. God damn. Yeah, still Look got man. still got them motherfuckers at the house. I got some pictures. Like, nigga, whose cats are those? Nigga, like ill <laughs> shit, man. Niggas is wild. But no, that's uh, but some something that I I started doing. As I started uh, being more aware of myself in in the world is when I walk into new spaces. I, okay, I'll give an example. I went to Ohio. Uh, I want to say a month ago. I went to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I went to a brunch, uh, a Sunday brunch. And you know, they be out on Sunday brunches. Um, I was peeping the, uh, the atmosphere, and I was just looking. And I wasn't really looking at the women, and I don't mean this on a weird shit. I was looking at the fellas and see and comparing myself to all the niggas that was winning in the room. And ever since then, it's only been a month, but I've started subconsciously, well, not subconsciously, consciously doing that. Comparing myself to the niggas that's winning and how much more I need to do. And I'm not talking about just um, winning financially, mm-hmm. just winning on a social social status, uh, women in an appearance uh, manner, uh, winning from the attention from women, mm-hmm. because uh, something my dad taught me it, when it comes to women is, uh, who is that will always outweigh, oh, he's cute, oh, when it comes sure. to women. So, just... Uh, Him over there. Yeah, I just... I've been focusing on powering up ever since. And I think it has a trigger to do with my grandma recently passing away, but that's neither here nor there. And you know, one thing that I've also, that, you know, you talk about like things your dad taught you, is one thing my pops has always taught me um, to that same, that same line of thought is not allowing whatever your circumstances are, financially, whatever, to affect how you move in rooms. And how you mm-hmm. look in rooms. So, meaning you could be on your last damn dollar, but I'm gonna walk in this room and I'm gonna command a certain amount of respect. And I can be up more than I've ever been, and I'm gonna walk in this room and command the same level of respect. Because, and I know for me, don't wear your financial exactly, situation on your face. Don't wear your situation. Period. Whatever's mm-hmm. going on. I mean, because it is. I need to know, work on and that. We, and we keep going back to financial, but any e- even life, you could just lost your girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you could walk in. Niggas underestimate how much that hurts. Oh, that shit hit you hard. That shit hit you hard. That shit a good one. Oh, you lose a good one? Because nine times out of ten. I was spiraling for a long time. Nine times out of ten, you lose a good one, it was your fault. Almost 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I give the little. The, good one. I give you the as, one. A, as a man. I give you the 1%. I give the 1%. This is a, a, a error. Just in case. Yeah. A little, yeah. Uh, margin for error. But for the most part, if you lose a good woman, it was on you. Let me. I'm going to uh, get into it. I was talking to my grandmother. Mm-hmm before she passed and she was like uh you only get three mm. good ones like there's some like nice women yeah, yeah. N- and and not even in in that situation meaning uh like you only get three chances at this yeah because uh 
You know, I believe that because yeah, when you think about not just the women you've talked to, the women that you were in a serious commitment with. Not, not, not even, not that, even that. The one, on a deeper level the than ones that. Who, the ones who emotionally affected you, I think, is probably the best. You were emotionally yeah. attached to the ones that you were safest with. Yeah, and I and I don't the most, mean that. The most vulnerable. Yeah, the one that you felt um, could take care of you when you were depressed, because a lot of women can't handle a man that's that that's going through something. Literally, the one they run from you. It's kind of when they talk about you know when you hear good news. Um, What's the first, first? Who's the first phone call? Yeah, it goes. So who? Not even the first phone call, because sometimes you can't make that phone call. But who's the first person you think about when you get some good news? You got a job. You get more money. Who's the first person you think about? Because again, sometimes yep. you you can't make that phone call. You know what I mean? But you ain't got nobody to call. Exactly. You ain't got nobody to call because you fucked up whatever so bad. But but yeah, like that. And so you say, who do you want to hear? I'm proud of you from. Right. Who do you want to hear? Be excited for you. Yeah. You know, um, long as my wife thinks, long as my wife's proud of me, I don't give a fuck what you niggas is talking about. It's a, and I always, y'all niggas can fight me. I can definitely see you just having three. One, because just time, you know, time Two because you may lose that great woman, but the next man ain't going to slip. Bam, nigga got okay. <laughs> After me and my ex broke up, yeah, nigga got with my my ex and was with her for seven years. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no chance. I was I was, I was sitting there like, yo, when this nigga fuck up, he ain't. Nigga never fucked up. He ain't. He ain't. Never fucked up. Nigga had his shit together. Mm-hmm. I felt so, like so much. Tra- like I said, that shit depressed me for a little while. Yeah, what you don't realize in that moment is how easy you made it for him too. I gave him to her. Yeah, because you, because you gave her. I mean, I can, said that backwards. Yeah. Gave her to him. Yeah, because you gave her. Because you, you look pushed at pushed her right you, in yeah, that nigga. You arm. fuck up, do some of the dumb shit that the nigga could walk through the door and just be doing the bare minimum. Because I wasn't doing with. shit. And and, and 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 obviously he got to level up on what he do, but he could do the bare minimum at the beginning. To him, just a normal everyday shit, flowers, just little shit. I, t- I told him my, uh, <laughs> actually, I told this nigga, this nigga this shit. He started ODM with it. But I told myself, man, I said, you got something you fuck with? You like, yeah. So send us some flowers today. He's like, man, so, I ain't trying to. I ain't, man. Hey, I, I want to call you out on your bullshit Talk just right me. now. Okay. Because I, I like, remember when okay. I was talking. Yeah. You, you remember, you know what I'm talking about? Nah. Nah. So I okay. want to know now. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> it was when I was talking to, um, uh, we just going to call it shortstop. Okay. Okay. And uh, she had just got a job. She had just got a job. Yeah, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, she had just got a job. And I was like, yo, send me her address so I can send her some flowers to congratulate for her for her job. What you did? This nigga started laughing at me. But here's the thing, though. Me laughing at you don't matter. I said, ain't this a bitch? This nigga. ain't your business. I mean, it's not my business. It, it's not my he, business. I felt so bad. So I, I remember that, but I mean, shit, that's not my business anyway. Shit. But still I'm though, laugh. but As a but man, still I'm though, you was on me, and I was like, I felt shitty. I was like, Yo, am I, oh, I am I being that. a sucker right nah, now? And maybe it was, but that's not my business. I was I being a be sucker. A sucker. You you know what it was? If though, I told you the I, shit I do, nigga. No, no, because right, it was still new. 
That's what it was. Mm. I think that's what it was. Well, there's it, a, there's a, it, that's it, a, it was still that's new. A that's a different thing. I can see why you would feel like your homeboy laughing at you. You could feel, okay, I can see what Yeah, and then you had introduced me to her. Right. And you was like, yo, this nigga's wilding over her. Son. It was just funny. It was just funny because especially when you look at, like, it's your friends. And, you know, you put one of your friends on another one of your friends. And then you see them start clicking. It's just funny to watch. Yeah. You know them. Yeah. Right? And then you obviously, you getting, you know, you calling me, man. And then that one calling me, man. And then it's like, <laughs> y'all Putting you in between that shit. Yeah. And, yeah. and remember, I, I had a conversation with you. I was like, yo, I'm going to stop doing that to you. Because that's not. Yeah. That ain't fair to you. And, and you, you know, know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I think that's one of the things about me, man. It takes a lot to bother a family. So I told my response, you're like, man, I'm not worried about that shit. Yeah. Like, do your thing. But still, like, I knew, I knew, because if you was an average person, that shit would have got to if him. If I was a different type of nigga, be it. You see what I'm saying? If so I was like, nigga, I'm like, yo, I'm going to stop doing that shit. Yeah. Because and I appreciate I, you saying that. But, but, yeah. but again, if it was ever a situation where there was somebody, I'm like, niggas know who, who? Who you want to talk to? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So like, I mean, if yeah. I know you a certain type nigga, yeah. I ain't putting none of Just my... Just plugging everything. You know, I'm, you know I, I know a lot of... Um, uh, I'm friends with a lot of beautiful women. You know, and that's this a good This is thing. a fact. And this is a good thing for me this because I learn a lot from them and it helps me in my situations. Goodness but, gracious. But I am. I'm oh, friend. this nigga friends, man. But <laughs> so, crazy, and, and I get asked about that a lot. You know, I me mean, about me. I'm so true. You know, who, who such and such? It depends on who you are. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but you know I me. Mean? But it just and I don't know how he, it happened. He only know. plugged me into one, but Lord. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's you know shit. <laughs> and and honestly, man, it really just happened that way. Like you know, is I, I don't go seeking right beautiful right, women to be right. friends with. You know, not wrong. But I I judge I judge men on that though. Yeah. I judge men on that now. Yeah. Do you have? Women plutonic friends. If you don't, I don't want you around me, cause right. because you can't be around women without trying to fuck them all the time. Right. I and you that's you can't bar. be around me. That's a bar. Yeah, you can't you can't be around me in that's that. A, yeah, that's yeah. an absolute bar. If you like you said, you can't be around because if you don't have plutonic women friends, I can't bring you in a room with my friends. Yep. Because now they now so now you got my friends feeling awkward. Exactly. Now they don't yeah. feel safe. Because you ain't here trying to smash everybody. Everybody. You out here wilding. Like, nah, you can't, can't move like that, fam. It's like, why can't we just, why can't we just kick it? It, it, it makes no sense, fam. None. Yeah. So, all right, man. So, we, uh, shit, we had an hour 52, man. So and we did two? Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good, that's a good stopping point, man. We're going to do this again. Yeah, again, man, it's a dope conversation. So yeah, I'll be back. Um, so I know this was a little, a little different take of the Untitled Pod, man. I know y'all kind of used that ignorant shit a little bit, um, but you know I want to bring my boy on, man, have a conversation just so y'all can kind of see Lung, Young Lou Will and yeah, shit man. come in here shooting. You know, every now and then, man, we gotta go off the bench, man. Bring Young Lou Will out, man. Six man of the year. You know what I'm saying, Young Tony Ku Coach, man. Talk about you it, Ginobili. Yeah, Ginobili matchup problem. Can't be stopped, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fourth quarter, getting the ball, get out of the way. ISO, one four flat. Fact. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, once again, if you don't know, this is the Untitled Podcast, man. Um, show, uh, shout out to my co-host, Swat, man. Ready to get you back in the saddle, man. Praying for you and the family and everything that's going on, man. So, uh, so shout out to that, you know, and, and I pray for y'all healing. Um, so, with that being said, um, you know, I ain't got my boy here to do it, so I do it for him. Um, this is your, your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. 
You know what I mean? You fuck with us, fuck with us. If you don't, bitch, I know somebody that like it. You heard me? <laughs> so, with that being said, man, we out. It's Untitled Podcast. See y'all next week, man. Let's get it.